it's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, 5-Hour Energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. It's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. Lunacy Podcast. I am Tony. I'm here with Dave and Dave. Dave Stevens, Dave Sterling. I'm Tony Perbonanzi. We're recording today from Blue Wolf Brewery in Brooklyn Park, um, which is a nice little uh, nice little place tucked into a little, I think, what would you call it? Would you guys call this a uh, strip mall? I would definitely call I mean, it a strip mall. I guess mall. it is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Kind of a strip mall. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, uh, right, nice festival and, and uh, I guess you yeah. you maybe call it a large strip mall because it goes around the corner, but yeah. that's yeah. definitely what it is. Uh, I am drinking their Crank the Dank, which is a double dry hopped IPA filled with danky, all kinds of danky stuff. I don't want to get into it, but it, it's it's really good actually. Uh, Despite the name, it's good. Huh? It is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stevens, what do you got? I'm having the uh, Wolf Cry Rye Ale, and uh, it's 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 actually it's quite good. It jumped out at me, and uh, they they actually recommend it for someone who's just getting into craft beer. So I feel like I'm kind of more at the intermediate level, but I'm still enjoying it. Um, so it's, be, it's got a nice little citrus note to it. So. It'd be a Nandruski type of beer. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, sure. it, it is, and they mention in their description, it, you know, it's a little bit lighter, which it is. And okay. So yeah, it's it's a great beer to. It looks like it. orange juice. It does. Yeah. It, it looks like a wheat beer. I'm gonna. I, it's interesting. They have another one on their menu called Wolf Cry. I'm out of rye. That mm-hmm. they actually they brewed when they were out of the rye malt that they would normally use in this beer, and they basically describe that one as a basically a wheat beer. So it, yeah. it looks almost identical to a wheat beer. Yeah, you uh, know, it, it looks unfiltered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's you, do, you don't even need to add like some of those wheat beers. You might. Some people do. I don't put fruit in my beer, but some people might add an orange to a, sure, a wheat sure, beer. Sure. I, you don't need to with this because there's yeah. already that much citrus taste to it. Very cool. Sterling, what you got? So I've got the No Coast Pale Ale. Uh, you know, it, it's good. In fact, I could drink a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a little maltier. Uh, reminds me of an English pale. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I don't think the hop level is very high. No. I mean, it's a it's actually a pretty smooth beer. I like it. Yeah, and I, I wanted to note. I wanted to say this, guys. Uh, if you look at their menu, they also have infusions where they mix beer with fruit puree, 
which I hadn't seen that at a at a uh, brewery. Kind of like a Berliner. Yeah, and then they have, of course, they have beer mosas. They have uh, a pack attack, which is their pale ale mixed with Bloody Mary mix. They have a Rattler, which is a Wolf Cry rye mixed with soda. And they have uh, Bull Pucky, which is Wolf Cry rye with a drop shot of Red Bull. Ooh. Wow. So, yeah, I guess if you want to pick me up, uh, there you go. Yeah, that's fa- that's fairly original. I haven't so seen got, anything like they, that Yeah, before. they do have some really original things here, guys. Yeah, weird cocktails. Yeah, and uh, a lot of brews we went to don't have things like that, so it's a cool little place. Um, yeah. I want to thank them again for letting us come out here. It was and, pretty last second. And it was last second. We had some, uh, we did some scurrying around uh, this week, trying to figure out where we're going to do this podcast, and uh, at what time, and we had stuff going on, so... Yep. I'm glad we're here. A uh, little bit of housekeeping stuff. John Andrewski, I'm going to mention this because oh. he's very excited. He, he, him and his boys are going to Chicago. They are. And he had to make sure he told us all. To watch the United there? The United play. Okay. Yeah. Him and his boys are going to Chicago. Yeah, okay, so when is that? Do you know off the top of your head? Is it it's like, uh, August? No, it's, no, it's early. early. It's, it's uh, May, 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 May 11th. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know. I, it's not completely off my list. Yeah. I, I haven't discussed anything with my wife about this season. Except for Madison. So, yeah, except for Madison. Yeah. We, we've talked about it before. I mean, Chicago's a great town, and, and I think he, John mentioned specifically he wants to take his, his son there. Yeah, there's a lot there. to do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot to do, a lot to see. There's a lot going on. Of course, the yeah. only downside being where the, the stadium is. Right. Stadium's but, uh, in that, like we've talked about. I, and, and speaking of Bridgeview... I just saw this on the news. They uh, they're starting to tax lap dancing. Really? Yeah. How do you do that? I don't know. That was the point of the article. What so the hell? It, it, it's uh, they're taxing it under the amusement tax. Oh, it's that. See now, that amusement tax is interesting because that I, I kind of looked at that about a year ago. They were trying to tax people for using. Like PS4 online, yes, exactly. Xbox yeah. online. Same one. They were trying to tax you for using, for being online, for playing games online. Right. Yeah, I don't so, know how they do it. So now they, they tag some strip club in Bridgeview mm. for like millions of dollars for back taxes on lap dance. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How is that? I mean, what? I mean, she took her top off as a dollar. I no idea. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole point of the article was. How in the world How can, can you, you do that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Slippery yeah. slope. Uh, indeed. Slippery. <laughs> Very slippery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> More ways than one. <laughs> well, let's get in. Uh, before we get into this, we were at, uh, two weeks ago, we were at, uh, where were we two weeks There was uh, Uda Pills. Uda Pills. Uda Pills. Uda Pills. And it was glorious outside. Remember, guys, it was like 45 yeah, degrees? it was. Two weeks, two weeks later, it is like negative five outside. Oh, stop being so dramatic. It's like nine degrees out. The, but the wind chill's oh, like okay. negative wind ten. Yeah. Yeah. It's hockey day in Minnesota. All these kids are playing outside today. Yeah. It's nuts. It's sunny so, out. It, it is. about the only and good the thing about it. the sun's actually kind of warm. Yeah, it is. It's nice, but winter has finally arrived. So, And it's almost over. It is. Groundhog's you know. Day in two weeks. I know. And we got February and March coming up. Yeah. So... So where can they listen to us? Well, they can listen to us. So I was going to bring that up. They can listen to us on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeart, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
And of course, we are on the BGN network, bgn.fm. That is true. We also have a new network we're uh, affiliated with. That's Podcast Minnesota. Uh, Dave, you got us into that. Uh, was it? Well, I mean, I got us into it, but, but it was it was St. Paul Filmcast. Okay. Yeah. Our our buddy Nick. Nick, the guy we met out in LA. Yep. yep. Uh, he uh, he tweeted us in connection with Podcast Minnesota looking for podcasts. Sure. And so I immediately jumped on it because apparently I just go after whatever we could possibly get on, which is fine. Yeah, we're the only soccer podcast with a, what another five or six sports podcast. Yeah, I, I'm so. just looking at it now. There's there's one called Minnesota Misery, uh, appropriately named, but it looks like that's a, a Vikings podcast. <laughs> of I course, uh, Gleeman and the Geek, well-known Twins podcast here in Minnesota. So yeah, and there's a scoop. It looks like a general sports podcast, yep. but there's not a there's a picture of a football, basketball, baseball, hockey stick, but no soccer ball. So exactly. You are correct. We are the only soccer I, podcast. I think the Scoop podcast is actually Suhan's podcast. Oh really? I believe. I mean, we be with Gleeman and the Geek, and that yeah, so that's yeah. Suhan's. I mean, we're in the land of giants. Yeah, it's uh, Suhan's got a podcast on here. I don't know if it's Scoop or one get one of the other. Yeah. But he he's on there somewhere. That'd be pretty crazy. Uh, so, of course, having Gleeman the Geek on there is nice because, like I've talked about before, I yeah. base this podcast kind of on what they've done. Exactly. You know, we're not on K Fan yet, but uh, maybe someday. Yeah, when they change. When sports radio decides that soccer is actually something we should talk Relevant, about. Relevant. Yeah. That'll change this year. I guarantee. I hope it. so. I hope so. It, it's. It's going to change. I don't know how. Is it? It's, it's not going to happen overnight. Oh, yeah. it's not going to no. be a weekly talker. But it'll, I, it's I, coming. I think the, it's coming. You know, the opening game will kind yeah. of push it that way, yeah. and then when the U.S. is here in June, that's really. I think that's going to be kind of where it knocks over the end. I just think of all the people here that may, maybe haven't had the chance to do what we've done, and you know, travel to Chicago or travel to Kansas City, yep. right. and just see what it's like in those soccer-specific. Um, you know, intimate venues. You know, to play soccer. The eighteen yep. to nineteen thousand outdoor stadium that can be just so beautiful. So yeah, it's going to open a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, course, it's going to be, so. and, and especially this year, not only with the opening of it and having the loons be there, but then having the Gold Cup there with USA. Yeah. I mean, we were lucky. We were fortunate enough. We, I think we've all seen a game, Gold Cup game. Yeah. Somewhere else. I've seen a few. And the the atmosphere is totally different than an MLS game. I mean, everybody's yep. chanting USA, and there's you know this whole. You know, I'll never forget how excited I was to go to my first Gold Cup game in Kansas City. I was, yeah, was so I was thrilled. It was, just, it was awesome. Very exciting. Just time. the U.S. Yeah. soccer atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's great. And, and uh, you know, and you know, we're not really we're kind of going all over the place right now. But uh, I saw that Christian Ramirez was selected, so he's going to get his first cap. Really, really, or high probability, which means if he can do well. There's a good chance that he might be here in June with the national team. Yeah. I look at that and I say, remember Ibarra had? How many caps did Ibarra have? Didn't uh, he have one or two caps? One or two, yeah. I look at that and I go, you know, they're just looking for somebody to step yeah. up. And uh, I hope he can step well, up and You do know, it. I think we're the U.S. is kind of in that transition period right yeah. now where – They've sent a lot of old guys off, and yeah. they're trying to build some new guys. But all the new guys are like twenty. Yeah. So I think there's a there's room, and I, I was pretty pissed when Miguel didn't get Bearhalter's call. But to see Ramirez, I think that's a good 
good sign that he's like, well, we need some of these 28-year-olds who are almost too old, but not quite too old. And have experience for yeah. years and years and years. Yep. So, so I, I'm, I'm still holding out hope for Miguel. It'd be pretty crazy to be to see both of them on the national team. Could you imagine? In Minnesota. Yeah. I, I mean, that would be... It'd be a heck of a story, especially right? to happen in Minnesota. Yeah. That would be nuts. Yeah. But then, of course, you've got all the Ramirez fans going, well, see? Yeah. See? We shouldn't let him go. See? Well, we shouldn't have. I mean... I'm business. sorry. We shouldn't have. Business move. Yeah. Business move. So, let's get into some other moves, guys. We made a big signing. Uh... What was it? Right after our last podcast, I believe, was the Ozzy Alonzo. Yeah, it was time. a week after. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we picked up Ozzy Alonzo from the uh, Seattle Sounders. Yep. He is a defensive midfielder. Yeah. Who should work well with Gregus. And yeah, I mean, just to, to, in the details of how we got him. So we they. Yeah, this is a mess. It, it, it is a little bit of a mess. So basically, what had to happen was. Um, obviously, Minnesota and Seattle were working together to make this happen. It, it was, it wasn't, it was, it was a trade, but we didn't trade with Seattle, right? So yeah, to speak. So the, basically, the way it worked with is we worked with Seattle uh, so that they could waive Alonzo, yep. and then basically, then what the United did was trade. They actually traded with Orlando to move from fourth to first in the waiver order so they could get yes. Alonzo. And yep. then, so just, just to cover our bases here, so we had to send Orlando. We traded with Orlando. We had to send them a, a second round pick in next year, and we got two fourth round picks in this year's Super Draft. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, we traded with Orlando mm-hmm. to, to acquire, uh, you know, Alonzo from Seattle. So it was a bit of an odd situation, but it yeah. worked. Yeah. Uh, you know, in tactically, it was a really, really good trade. I mean, he's 33. He hasn't played a full season, or I should say, he hasn't played more than 30 games, mm-hmm. um, more than once in the last four years. 2016 was the last time he did that. He's been injured on and off uh, every single season, but it's still one of those things where he's the dude's a ball. When he's healthy, he's easily one of the best defensive midfielders in the league, yes. if not the best. Mm-hmm. So, pairing him with Gregus, who we kind of talked about at, at Tor, it's that perfect pairing for he's 4-2-3-1. Yep. You've got uh, you've got Gregus, who's going to be able to kind of turn the de- turn the attack, kind of play into it, and you've got Alonzo sitting back, protecting the back line. Mm-hmm. I mean... Honestly, both of those two work and stay healthy. It's going to be night and day yeah. for our defense. Yeah. So I mean, you know, just to bring up what uh, what they you know after the trade was acquired, you know, many logos had a couple comments that I found kind of stuck out at me and David. Maybe you can talk a little more about it. Well, you're, you started to, but so basically, many logos called. He, he said that Ozzy was a six with eight tendencies, and then he thinks. He's going to compliment Jan Gregus pretty well because he called Gregus kind of an eight with six tendencies. Right. So yeah, you know, I, I think that what it is, Alonzo's going to be able to stay home, so that's going to potentially protect his health. Yeah. He won't be moving forward as much. He's going to be able to stay back. And Gregus has some issues with yellow cards and rash fouls. 
do, do you so think... he's going to be able to stay forward in the attack and not have to worry so much about being back sure. in the six. So would you say then maybe Jan Gregus is he going to be more of like the um, like a I, I guess like a box to box type midfielder? Or? A little bit. Okay. I mean, I I look at him. I always use Chelsea as an example, but I look at him as says Fabregas. He's kind of that wheel. The wheelhouse of the whole attack. Sure, he turns it. Yeah, so he's he can he's kind of a box box, but he's going to be a little bit more defensive. But he picks out the passes. Now, I mean, I'm not going to compare anyone really to Cesc Fabregas because the dude's phenom- was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, but it's that type of thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. And of course, we got real quick. We got to bring up his his nickname. The honey badger. The honey badger. Yes, yes. the honey badger. That's interesting. Yeah. So I think we've already, the, I shouldn't say we, the United, I think, have already asked permission to, to, use, use, it, to yeah. use that nickname. Right. Um, yeah, and they, they tweeted out one tweet that was a jar of honey mm-hmm. and a badger. Yep. And everybody knew, well, okay. Honey badger. Alonzo's being signed. On the uh, flip side, the fans of the Sounders are not happy with this move at all. There are a lot of fans who are very upset they're getting rid of him because they said he was a leader type of guy. Yeah. He was a he was a big leader of the team, and he was kind of their heart and soul and been there for a while. So it'll be interesting to see if he can bring that leadership mentality to the United yeah. and kind of get them kind of worked up. Because Darwin's not a leader. Quintero's right. not a leader. Nope. He's a star. He doesn't lead. I think this guy, I think Ozzy can be the leader they've been looking for. Right. You know, and it, we look back at our past captains have almost always been Calvo. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, and, you know, Calvo has, he has the passion yeah. for a captain. But I'm not sure if that leadership is there. So I think, yeah, if Alonzo can bring that in, mm-hmm. and it, you have to think that the, the back line at the least is going to be ecstatic. Yeah, and it, I'm sure the midfield is going to be like, my God, we don't have to worry about defense anymore. Nope. So it, I think he's going to he's going to work well. I mean, even if he's only here for the two years, great. Yeah, I mean, because that's the only thing you have to really, off the top of your head, worry about would be the age, 33. Yeah. So I mean, but if they can get more out of him, awesome. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's enough to keep it's enough to keep Cronin sitting back on that disabled list hoping because then you've got that cover you know we still really need to get out there and find a number six that's like 22 but but the problem with Cronin I think his injury was a his is more of a was it was it a brain injury is he yeah it's a brain yeah yeah and that's and we've seen that in other sports Um, we saw that I mean going back to Minnesota sports Joe Maurer Corey Kosky Justin Morneau, all three of those guys had concussions and never played the same again. Right. And so when you have a brain injury, especially in a sport where there's a lot of you know, movement, or something, I don't know if he's going to come back to what he was he, before. Yeah. Well, and he may never come back. Yeah. Quite yeah, and then you said, I mean, speaking of, like, injury was a concern for you as well as the age, but I mean, I'm just looking at, you know, last year's, I mean, I'm looking at his entire career with Seattle, and, and he's, he's, like, last year he started 21 games. Yeah, played in 25, and you look down, kind of going down the list. It's kind of got that feel. He's always in the 25 to 32 games played range, and he's getting you know a minimum. It looks like like last year was his lowest in, in ooh, his lowest 
since like 2010 with yep. 1800 minutes rough 1833 so and you know I think the the big thing to keep in mind is he's now going to be playing on grass yeah that's and he true. you know obviously the the evidence as far as how artificial turf impacts health is yeah. kind of mixed yeah but there's that there's that chance yeah. That maybe we're, we're talking about an opportunity where he's going to be able to spend the vast majority of the season on grass, yep. and it, that's going to help him. Yeah, it's yeah. always a big thing with when guys get older like that, especially in soccer, playing on grass, not artificial turf, because right. it helps your knees hold up. And there's another thing, too, that can help is if he manages his minutes and the days that he starts. Oh, sure. You know, not starting him if we have a, a short week. Maybe not starting that second game, letting him rest, putting him in at the end if they need to, yeah. but letting him rest as a 33-year-old. Managing guys like that could make him a better player this year. You know, exactly. I mean, we've had we've had uh, Rasmus Schuler, who's who's essentially been forced to play a sixth role for the last year and a half. Yep. And so you've got this you've got this guy in your depth chart who can you know slide in. So we're playing Orlando. No offense to Orlando, but they kind of suck. They do. You know, San Jose, no offense to them, they kind of suck, even though they've beaten us every time they play us. Mm-hmm. Um, but you pick, yeah, if you can pick your teams to where, okay, we're going to put Gregus and Schuler together, mm-hmm. let Ozzy rest. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And I, hope he, and I hope Heath does that. Yeah. Because I don't want to see us going into this game this year and having Ozzy play, you know, 15 games in a row, and then all of a sudden, 16th game, oh, look, he's injured. You know? Right. So, uh, you guys want any more beers? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to do uh, Wolf Cry, I'm out of ride. Cool. Did you like that one? Yeah, it was great. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, you just talk me into it. I'll, I'll try that. Crank, crank the neck. Okay. This is a low country. Okay. Please. Do you want an orange in it? Better. Oh, and sure what. We just talked about yeah. no no fruit and no fruit and beers. I, I usually don't either. So. <laughs> what did she ask me? An orange. Oh, okay. Uh, it's actually, and uh, I'm going to bring this up in the podcast right now because I don't think we should delete what just no, happened. No, but, no. Um, it's interesting. Most of the breweries you go I was to just bring that do not out. come yep. to your table no. and offer you beers. This yeah, brewery yeah. is... They make it a statement to say, you don't have to leave your table to get a beer. That's we true. have servers going yeah, on. Yeah, you, you, the typical yeah. breweries that we've been in anyways is yeah. the counter service, more or yeah. less. And yeah, that, that We was have a nice. server, so which, yeah, is almost, cool. which is almost dangerous because mm-hmm. then I have to leave my table to get beers. And that means that you don't have to stand up to feel it. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, overall, guys, I think the Ozzy Alonzo deal should help a lot. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it's it's something to get excited for. I would say, yeah. why not? I mean, and it, and I just love. We talked about. It, I love how he he pairs with Jan Gregus. I mean, you can yeah. see you can see what they're doing now. But exactly. I think it's a, I think it's a signing that we were hoping for all year. I mean, the it Gregus was, signing was nice. Well, we oh, we, yeah. we can go but, back a month, you know, to say when we were at Torg and we had there were we had there was a shopping list. You know, there yeah. was three or four positions mm-hmm. that needed to be addressed. Yep. Now. We'll get into it more, but we, we, they're starting to address these positions. So. They are. Yeah. So let's get into the Super Draft. Yeah. Which occurred, was it, uh, last week? 
sure. Yeah. I think it was last. Was it last was week? It? I don't even remember. I don't remember. But it was it was after the podcast. It was over yeah. a weekend. So the first round the first round occurred on a Friday. Was so it Friday? Friday? Almost two weeks ago. And then, 11th? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the, the I think it was the the later rounds occurred that following Monday. So okay. It was over a weekend essentially. So we picked. Was it seventh? Seventh. Yeah. Seventh. We ended up with this uh, St. Clair kid from, he's a goalkeeper from Mar- Maryland. Maryland, right? Yeah. Maryland, right? Which is interesting because I think we went into that draft. I think we talked, we, all three of us, I think we talked and said, well, here's what I need to get. We need a, a, back, a back somewhere, a right yeah. back, something like that. Maybe a midfielder, maybe. But goalkeeper really wasn't on the radar. Right, yeah. But like you said, and we would text it back and forth, this guy drops. Yeah. He was going to go on the top probably five. That's what a couple mocks had, yeah. And I think when he dropped seventh, I believe the loon said, well, shit, we can't let this guy go past us. Oh, yeah. And it, and I think I said in our text, I'm like, you know, I would generally pick a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. But the dude, if you're going to, if St. Clair is going to be there for you, you do. Yeah. I mean, he's possibly the best goalkeeper in, in the NCAA. Yes. And... It, you know, it's it made sense. Yeah. And so the deal is, there we went back and forth a little bit uh, talking about this, and we said, well, is he going to be Bobby's backup this year? Right. Are they going to send him to Madison to kind of work his way? I mean, to start most of the games there right. and get some, uh, some experience. Yeah, I, I mean, I still think. I mean, I still think that even when they drafted him, I think the United still had the intention of finding another goalkeeper. It's not... I mean, they... they, they I think they do. They, they do. You know, it was in that whole... You know, defensive midfielder would be great. Right back. You know, all the positions that we talked about over the last month that they need. Yeah. Goalkeeper was one of them. Yeah. And, you know, especially after they let um, Lampson go. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and they like uh, Capco. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it would be a bit optimistic um, for them to assume that Saint, as as much potential as, you know, St. Clair has. I think it might be a bit optimistic yeah. to think that he could step up and be the backup goal. Right. Keeper. And, you know, now the negative thing is, is that FC Madison, or forward Madison, FC, sorry, yeah. uh, went out and signed Sylvester, who mm-hmm. played basically nonstop for North Carolina the last three years, I think. How, is, how old is he, though? He's like Thank 26. You. 25? Okay. So they've kind of got a younger... Yeah, coach. I mean, so he's not going to Madison. Mm-hmm. If if he's loaned out, he will not be at Madison, which, you know, that's the negative to not having your own USL team. Mm-hmm. You can't control those things. No, you can't. Uh, so, But I, I entirely believe he's going to be loaned out because he's not... I mean, even if he is as good as he is, which in college he is fantastic Mm -hmm. but yeah he's gonna have to get into minutes in a professional setting so he's gonna go he's gotta he's gotta get some minutes so what's funny about this whole getting St. Clair in the super draft was we didn't really see a goalkeeper and then we always we thought well they're gonna get a goalkeeper from somewhere else anyway right so what did they try to do after that well it might have been kind of during it I think it was was during it yeah yeah So, you know, we they found him fantastic. Yes. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to deny his ability. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen the highlight. I watched the highlight package, Johnny. <laughs> um, Augustin Rossi, mm-hmm. he uh, plays for Boca Juniors. 
He uh, he was in the um, Argentina U20 team mm-hmm. for the World Cup. He's guaranteed going to be Argentina senior team sure. interior. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how Manny or uh, McGee came across him. Uh, it was it was actually it was shortly after I got back from Argentina on my scouting trip. Oh, oh right. Dave! I, oh, Dave! So no, Dave's gonna remember take... I came back, you know, on my first trip to Argentina, and I came back just roaring I mean, about honestly, how good. Yeah. Bo- it's pretty coincidental. I, yeah, it I, is. I, yeah. All I could talk about after I got back was Boca Juniors and River Plot and how big you know those two teams are. And I'm what, fairly certain there's record of that. There exactly. is record of that. Actually. Yes, there is. We can so, go back and listen. So I came. No, I'm of course I'm kidding. But it, I you, was. You better be kidding. When, when, yeah. What happened next? I'll, I'll tell you when I first when I first heard his name and I was excited. I said, Oh wow, cool, a Boca Juniors yeah. player. Teams that I watched while I was down there. And oh, this is exciting. And I knew how good they were. And and I you know. His name didn't honestly jump out at me when I was there watching some of the games, but right. um, yeah, I was excited. Hey, an Argentine connection, and uh, so we 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 saw this guy, and we're all excited. Yeah, and then uh, I think it was a couple days later, probably about some that, yeah. things started coming out saying that he had beat his girlfriend. Yep, there were pictures online of bruises that she had. Yep. Um, so everybody started to freak out and go, yep. oh, this guy's a troubled guy. And then all of a sudden it was, uh, what was it? We had the, was it the Wonderwall who put out a thing yeah. saying, we don't want him. A lot of uh, fans on Twitter were saying, don't, don't do it. And then we got to the point where he was supposed to come here, but then he had visa problems. Right, yeah. And so then we come to find out that his uh, agent has been banned by FIFA twice. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> then his agent also said that he, he was, Rossi was suing his girlfriend for because yeah. they said that it was a defensive, defensive yeah. thing. And it's a whole, like, yeah. shit show. It's, it's, a, it's a mess. And there was threatening text messages. Yeah, yeah. there was and, threatening and Allegedly. Yeah. And we're, we're going to use the word allegedly, but it, it's a... It's a mess, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's like it's like the NFL, yeah, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, it, the Major League Soccer has reached a whole new level in Minnesota. Yeah, when when this happens, I mean, you know, it's it, it's interesting because you the NFL. Yeah. Well, you bring up the NFL, and the NFL has certainly had its problems with some of its players. That's yeah. that's, well, that's yeah. a very public. Yeah. Uh, that's a, it's very it's going on. It happens all the time. At least now. Um, they're starting to make some of the right moves. Like you look at a Kareem Hunt from you know, the Chiefs. You know, yep. news came out of domestic violence. He was just he was dropped the next dropped, day. Yep. Um, but he actually, I was reading an article about this. He actually, the news came out a year ago. Yeah, that he was involved, and not until video came That's out. That's right. Did That's right. they finally drop it? They, the NFL is notorious for waiting for video to yeah. come out. Which, I mean, I kind of get it. I get it. it. Yeah. I will say this. Um, it's a he said, she said situation. Right. But in this day and age, if this had happened 10 years ago. No one would really care. We didn't care. Yeah. No. But in this day and age of the Me Too movement and everything that's been going on with assaults and sexual harassment, things like that, this is, this is toxic. Oh, yeah. So the United have said absolutely nothing about it. Right. And I think, like I said in my text, I think they've just kind of 
backed away from it or told Rossi said, hey, F you. Right. You're done. You can say whatever you want, but we're not going to have anything to do with you anymore. And, you know, the so yesterday, right? Yesterday, Friday, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was an interview with his agent in Argentina. His agent said, yeah, there's absolutely no work visa issues whatsoever. Yeah. So we have to lean toward this, yeah, Minnesota United was like, yeah, okay, we're going to kind of back off. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is good. I mean, you know, I get it. You, you want to try to support this innocent until proven guilty. You do. However, I've seen the pictures. So have I. I've read and translated roughly yeah. the the screen captures of the messages. I mean, I I would be really interested in seeing this criminal complaint against her. Because mm-hmm. seriously, that's in Minnesota right now. For soccer fans, that should be as big news as uh, Cohen being told by Trump to lie to Congress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to see... This criminal complaint. I want to see. I want to see and too. see what in the world they claimed happened. But of course, but, we're, we're dealing with another well, government. Probably right. something. I mean, it must have been something along the lines of slander. And, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, it could you know, be. and it, even still, let's say they get into an argument mm-hmm. and she slaps him. Yeah. You saw the pictures, right? I saw the pictures. Yeah. Okay. So I'll support. You have the right to defend yourself. Yeah, to a point. But you saw the picture. I saw the picture. There, there's absolutely no reason at all that is what was defensive. In, in this day and age right now, I'm not saying that you should have ever done this ever, but back 10, 20, 30 years ago, if your girlfriend or wife or a chick slapped you, you could oh, you hit them do back. whatever you want. You yeah. do whatever you want. And it would be like, well, you started it. In this day and age, if a woman slaps you, the best thing to do is to run away as fast as you can. And film it while you're doing and it. And film it while you're doing it. Yeah. Exactly right. I, you know, good on... If, if if the front office backed away, fantastic. Yeah, they, and they should. If the State Department actually had an issue with those allegations yeah. and they, you know, barred the visa, fantastic. Yeah. I think we've discussed this. It was... Toxic. Minnesota United yeah. had no reason to be getting involved from and that point. My my other question though, which brings up something about scouting. Right. Yep. Did the United have any idea that this had happened? Well or did it come up because he was moving on and all of a sudden it was, well, we got we gotta talk about this. So I looked into the timeline a bit, and these allegations came out in 2017. So United knew, and, and it's he, possible. And they, he was at, didn't uh, fans of a team, another Argentine exactly. team, kind of blocked his transfer. And yeah. and that's how this got to Minnesota. Yeah. Was that other team, their fans brought it up. So I would think that if there's an issue here with Minnesota, it was that they didn't do enough research. Well, and. In this, I'm going to say it again. In this day and age, when you're a professional sports team and you're going to sign somebody, you got to make sure you look at everything. Agreed. Everything. And if something seems fishy, walk away as fast as you can. Right. Do not attempt 
to even sign him or trade oh. for him or whatever. I guess it's not over yet, but it certainly appears that that's what the Minnesota United have chosen to do. Right. We'll know for sure probably Monday. But Well, you know, and this is a big thing. That's a big point. Yeah. You know, I hope that come March 10th or 15th or yeah. whenever that podcast comes up, yeah. we aren't talking about this. We should because be. we're dealing with it. We shouldn't be. We're, if we talk about it, it's going to be, thank God that bullet was dodged. Well, yeah. right, because re- regardless regardless of what did happen or didn't happen, I mean, if he came here, it would, it would, it would just be a black oh, eye. I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, talk about tainting a home opener in a new stadium. And, and the fans would go nuts for it. Yeah. I mean, they would be so pissed off yeah. about even... Attempting, I mean, they're still pissed about even attempting to sign this guy. Right. Not the fact that we've signed him, that we're even talking to the guy. Yeah, and and they're pissed off that the team's been silent about it. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, if, if we come out in the next week or two and it, it ends up going through, no, it can't. It's gonna be. It can't. It's gonna be like Chernobyl. Manny's Manny's head. <laughs> oh yeah. I, he'll be done. Oh, yeah. Because there's no way that Bill McGuire is going to let... Bill McGuire has got to see this stuff and go, Manny, stop. You would hope. And I hope that they, right now their PR team is creating some sort of letter or comment <laughs> saying, we looked into the guy, we didn't know. Once the allegations came about, we decided not to do anything off yeah. of them, and we do not like to miss volumes, blah, blah, blah. But the fact they've been silent kind of makes me... Well, you know, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know who the PR person is, yeah. but can you imagine what they must be feeling like right now? They've yeah. got to be like sweating bullets, just waiting to know what's going on yeah. and what they can say. Yeah. Because can you imagine handling this if they actually signed him? There's no way you could. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna say? Right. What are you gonna say? Oh, it, it was all lies. All lies. She lied. Well then. Give me the proof. Right. And That's not going to go over And well. there's no way you're going to get proof. I mean, did she put the bruises on herself? No. We I don't, don't know. know. Did she hire someone to beat her up? I mean, seriously. You, you know, these are... Yeah. I, I'm glad so far it's sounding like yeah. it's going well. Yeah. So, that was the crazy thing that happened yeah. in the last two weeks. But... After St. Clair, we did draft some other players, uh, Dave. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you go through that and tell us who else we got? Yeah, I mean, so we got two picks in the first round, and uh, again, you know, St. Clair was the first choice. It was so that was seventh overall, and was it uh, the second first rounder, thirty first? I, I think in that I don't remember the number. Um, we ended up picking Chase Gasper, a teammate of St. Oh, Clair. Yes, I mean, exactly. Yeah. And uh, this guy's kind of, uh, he, he's a left back okay. that, honestly, there's a chance he's ready to just step in. Play it, wow. Okay. Now, I don't know if I would start him. Okay. Being that we know how Calvo is at center back, mm-hmm. I wouldn't start him. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Heath has said that he believes fully that he's ready to just step in. Sure. Um the guy, I think his defense is, is really good. He, he marks his men well. He has great speed. 
He doesn't seem to overplay the ball too much. On top of that, he can attack. Okay. Which means that we can look at 3-5-2 or a 5-whatever, mm-hmm. um, yeah. allowing him to push forward, which means we could put Calvo on the back line as a third CD. I mean, which is what he does with Costa Rica. Yep. Um, you know, I think this signing, considering how they, how positive they feel about him, mm-hmm. is probably the best draft. Okay. Um, you know. Yeah, I wanted. I, yeah, I, real quick, I just want. Yeah, I want to bring up. You know, they are. You know, Maryland teammates, St. Clair and Edmonds. Um, just they, you know, coming from Maryland, they, they, you know, they won the national championship, yep. and then actually their run it, to that national championship included five consecutive shutouts. So obviously yeah. that says a lot about St. Clair, but also the the back line as well yeah. from Maryland. So. Yeah, I think I think it was a fantastic draft pick. Uh, you know, with with him being a left back, it makes it interesting with yeah. Calvo, uh, but. You know, maybe we're going to see him in a 3-5-2, which I would be excited about because you could get Miguel back on because Miguel did so well on the right as a, yeah. as a wing back. But we have to remember, we have to remember though, these all these guys we're talking about here, they're college soccer players. Oh, yeah, yeah. So remember, this isn't college football. Right. I mean, it is football. Yeah. But it's college soccer in the United States. Exactly. So That's... as great as they looked... They do have potential to be to be good, yes. but we have to kind of it's, get it down yes, a yes. little bit. It, it yeah, is interesting know. how you that you brought up college football because yeah, the the, uh, the draft in soccer it's, it's um yeah it's hard to know how to view it really because it's almost becoming less and less important. You know, with with as the league gets better and better, yeah. you know they're they're bringing in you know they're obviously bringing in international talent, right? Mm-hmm. Just like the overseas league do leagues do. But the other the other part about it. Um, that kind of puts the draft on a little bit of a different level is because now you have these teams with, and homegrown players, yeah. you yep. know, uh, that, that are kind of going up through the system. Mm-hmm. And so you, like, there's some teams out there that I think have publicly said, listen, we don't even need the draft. We drafted our players right. t- 10 years ago. That happened this year. What team was it that traded away all, traded all their picks? Traded all their picks to um, Cincinnati. That was Philadelphia. Philadelphia decided yeah. we don't need any super draft picks. We'll trade them all away. Yeah, and they even said... Yeah. We have no interest in drafting. No interest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, that kind of right there kind of says, well, what's? I mean, I can't imagine they won't do the this, this the draft, the college draft, the super draft, whatever you want to call it. I can't imagine they're going to end it anytime soon. But the importance of it is kind of waning. I would right. say. So I, my other feeling with the uh, super draft is, if you have a USL team or a lower league team that you can dump these players at and give them time to grow. Then why wouldn't he draft? Does Philadelphia have a USL team? Well, they must Honestly, have. Honestly, I have no idea. No, they have a partnership, I think, with Bethlehem Steel. Okay. I think. So why wouldn't you draft a guy or two and then put them down? I mean, it could be a diamond in the rough. Right. I mean, that's my feeling. It's, it's another source to get more talent into your organization. Right. You know, but again, we have to take it down like a notch and say they played great in college. Yeah, college in the United States of America, not European junior right. leagues or something like that. You know? Yeah, it, I mean, that's right. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, 
so from there we, we drafted Hassani Dotson. Okay. So I thought at first this draft this this draft pick seemed a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a box box midfielder. Uh, you know we have a ton of midfield depth. Yes, yeah, we He does seem to be pretty good though. Mm-hmm. He'll probably be loaned out. The big thing that I like about him though is that he's played a lot of defense. Okay. And so at Oregon State, he played almost exclusively defense, which which makes it interesting because he could be an eight, he could be a six, and he's played at right back. Oh, we need so, a right back. Yeah, this this kid has has played all over. He has um, really great uh, defensive abilities. Mm-hmm. He can get into the attack. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that. With him in the 4 2 3 1, he would again fit really nicely into the Jan Gregas position. Sure. So obviously, Gregas isn't going to be with us forever. Um, I'm not sure what Hassani, what his age is. I'm guessing it's 21, 22. Yeah. So you're talking, you know, maybe Gregas is with us for, well, I think his contract is three years. Three years, yeah. So you're talking three years by that point. Uh, Dobson is. Uh, 24, 25, he might slip right in. Yep. So I, I really, initially I, I saw it on come across Twitter and I was like, what do they do? And then I started reading up on him. I saw a few highlight videos of him. And I looked at his stats and all of a sudden I was like, oh, maybe this does make a lot of sense. So again, I think it's really great. Yeah. Really great draft. Uh, then there's Kevin Rodriguez, which is interesting because if he made the roster, we'd have an A-Rod and a K-Rod. Then we would. That's <laughs> right. right. That's right. Um, he's, a, he's a midfielder again from Northern Illinois. I, not a lot to say about him. Played for Northern Illinois. Northern uh, Illinois soccer team, I have never been. Yeah. Uh, two goals, nine assists in his senior year, which yeah. nine assists is pretty nice. That's nice. Um, seven goals, 11 assists overall. Okay. You know, I think he's probably just hoping for development. Sure, sure. And then uh, Mitchell Osmond, he's a center back from Rio Grande, University of Rio Grande in Ohio. What? I, I, NAIA schools, I don't know. Wow, weird. Uh, but here, he's a center back. Okay. 6'3". Good Big guy. Big guy. Um, the crazy thing is, is Rio Grande went 20-1 and one his senior year. Wow. They only allowed seven goals all season. Who's their goalie? I don't know. But something tells me that Mitchell Osman might be a pretty decent, at least at NAIA level, yeah, yeah. center. Um, on top of that, he played 19-21, and he had four goals and two assists as nice. a center back. Nice. So, you know, I, I think that's an interesting interesting uh, draft. He uh, played for Thunder Bay Chill in the PDL. Thunder Bay has a soccer team? In the PDL. So wow. it's amateur. Amateur league, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a, actually a highlight video on oh, YouTube. Hey. It's like six minutes long. Sweet. Uh, and, it, you know, obviously they pick and choose what they put on. But, but these I are mean, he's tall. He likes to hit, clear the ball with his head. I mean... But these, these lower draft picks are the type of guys who will probably end up being loaned out or in Madison at some point. Yeah. 
And, and Madison so, has no defense other than their goalkeeper. So guys from Madison should be excited about these lower guys that we draft because yeah. they're guys that we can plug in there and say, hey, here you go. And, and speaking of which, uh, there was an interview with uh, – shit, I forgot his name. Uh, he's with Ford Madison. And they were talking about how he spent a lot of time with Minnesota United on drafting. Oh, nice. So there's there's a really good chance that they're working together and kind of sure, making sure, these picks sure. together. That's good. I like yeah. that. I like that. It, it sounded interesting. It sounded promising. And that's it for a draft. Okay. So, like I said, a lot of these guys probably end up in Madison or loaned out. But yeah. the goalkeeper, uh, St. Clair, I mean, we'll see what happens yeah. with him. Yeah. Uh, I think we're still... Like we said, I think we're still in the running for getting a backup goalkeeper at this point. I think so too. But it also would not surprise me to go into the season with St. Clair as the backup. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely possible. Uh, I It wouldn't be optimal because he needs to get minutes to develop. But with our yeah. FO, you never know. Yeah, Manny. We're yeah. running out of time. It's not too late to, to maybe sign another goalkeeper. Like, clearly they wanted to. These rumors, the Rossi rumors, right. wouldn't have been out there if yeah. they weren't interested and signing another goalkeeper. Well, um, we, so had, it, it, we had Lampson last year. Yeah. yeah. We don't really need a... Well... I mean, we need a guy who can come in and step in for, what, uh, 10 games? Well, yeah, unfortunately, you just never know. I mean, look what happened last year, you know, with injury. Yeah. You, you just don't know. You, you might need him after the first game. And, well, you know, yeah. you don't want to be in a position where you have a, you know, kid, a young kid, I mean, it's goalkeeper. Who knows? He could be turn out to be terrific. Hopefully yeah. he does. Yeah. But... Can he be ready that quickly? I mean, look at 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Alphage got hurt. Yeah, that's in right. What the? It was the was it the home open? Yeah, I think it was. It was pretty early. Yeah. And then Bobby came in, and that was it. That was it. Yeah. yeah. And just um, just to kind of circle back a little bit, so our Twitter feed doesn't blow up, I have to make a quick correction. Um, you know, where you were, David, you were excited about Chase Gasper. He was actually selected with the 15th overall pick. Um, okay. And we acquired that pick from Chicago for uh, fifty thousand uh, general right. allocation money. So we actually ended up, though United, I should say, actually ended up with three first round picks. Right. Wow. They did pick who was the third at the, they had that the was third, at third at thirty first okay. overall. Yeah. All right. So I mean, the funny thing is, and I look, and before we go to our break here, I look at the super draft and I go, okay, we had three first round picks, and any other except for baseball. NBA, NHL, or NFL draft. I'd be very excited about that having could be, three. Oh, God, that could be NFL. That could be a, champion, a championship <laughs> team right there. Yeah. Right. I go to the Super Draft, I'm like, it's like yeah, we had three first-round picks. The, the yeah. Oakland Raiders. Yeah. The yeah. Oakland Raiders of the MLS. Yeah, it's like, you know, and like, like I said, it's about because the college, it's college players. Yeah. Now, if we were selecting juniors from Europe, well, yeah, I'd be very excited about three, right. three first-round picks. But that's never going to happen. Right. So... Uh, so that's about it for all the stuff that's been going. I mean, we had a lot of, from our time at Uda Pills to now. A yeah, lot, a lot of things happened. Yeah. We went to Uda Pills going, uh, nothing's Uda. happening. Yeah, we had no and idea what the topic was. Yeah, actually, I was thinking about exactly that on the way over here, and just this is a quick one, unless we want to kind of segue and treat this, you know, maybe in the second half Let's of the podcast. Let's segue to this guy here. Okay, I just, but I want to, so I'll tease it a little bit. I just mm-hmm. want to say, you know, we've been talking about it for what seems like months now. It actually is at least maybe a couple months um, about about the, the three-year plan um, and just basically the overall 
um, confidence level that we as fans have in Minnesota United, and, and I think I want I want to hope that's changed. It's changed for me in the last couple of weeks. I feel as someone who was kind of skeptical of, of the success that they might be able to have going into year number three. Sure. You know, I think these moves that we've talked about here have, have the potential to make difference, and I, I, I'm definitely a lot more excited than I was just a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. it surprises me a little bit. I didn't see uh, this coming. It's amazing in the offseason. It's like in every sport. It's amazing going to the offseason and you go, we're not doing shit, we're not doing shit, we're not doing... And all of a sudden, in a two-week span, everything just explodes and you go, wow, now there's some things that have been happening right. that make me excited for this next, this upcoming year. Yeah. You know? And we'll have more to talk about after break. Yep. Yeah, and in the next, in our next segment here, we're going to talk about the schedule a little bit. The first five games before the opener. Talk about one potential probable one potential transfer. transfer, which would be good. Yeah. Uh, but I really want to get into the first five games of the next year because we don't come home until the sixth game right. of the year. So we have five away games, and uh, we'll, we'll play some bets on what we're going to come home with, how many points we're going to come home with. So. Well, if we're using last year as a, as a indicator, it's <laughs> not going to be good. Okay, all right. <laughs> but it, no, this is not last year. This it's is 2019. So we'll, yeah. we'll talk about our bets when we come back uh, live, or not live, recording from Blue Wolf. You do that, I do. You I do the, it in a while. I do the live thing well, all the time. In Tony's defense, we most certainly are live. We, we are, are live. We're recording. So okay. we're back at Blue Wolf in a couple minutes, guys. Yeah. extended break because we talked to the owner's wife uh, about uh, Blue Wolf and what they're doing here and it sounds like they're 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 doing good uh, they're in the Brooklyn Park neighborhood um, got a lot of fans out here I want to give a shout out to our our I think I call I what do you call our server server yeah server Anna is our server and she's been great uh, when I asked if I could put her name on the pocket she said absolutely uh, which is Okay, I mean, it's great. Um, we have some new beers here, guys. Yes. Sterling, what do you got? Well, oh, hold on a second, hold on. Before we get into it. At the beginning of the podcast, I talked about that they have infusions and different things they're doing beers. So Sterling went ahead and did one of those things. And what did you do, Sterling? Yeah, so I decided... Sorry, I'm texting my wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I went and he- went ahead and got the. Now I forget what it is. Do you guys still have the Pack Attack? The Pack Attack, which is the, the No uh, Coast Pale Ale. No Coast Pale Ale and the uh, Bloody Mary. Yes. Um, Anna asked if I wanted it hot. And you? I said yes. Yes. Yeah. And she brought it over, mm-hmm. and I tasted it, and I was like, "Okay, this is good." And she asked if it was hot enough, and I made the. <laughs> What? The reasonable art uh, mistake yes, of saying it could be hotter. And 
guess so, she, oh. she made fun of me when I said no, it's okay because she didn't believe me. Well, we weren't. We certainly weren't going to let you. Right. No, and we, uh, really, that was introduced by Dave. We enabled. We enabled. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. So I said, fine, make it spicier. <laughs> it's fantastic. Is it good? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it could still be hot, quite honestly. Then they have to get ghost pepper cells. So I mean. Yeah, uh, I, I've actually never had a uh, Bloody Mary with beer. Really? Yeah. Is it Even when I have a Bloody Mary, uh, I never drink the Chaser. Well, so. usually Bloody Mary is with vodka. Yeah. So, yeah. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. Apparently, there's at least one habanero. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. So, he likes that. I had the uh, Wolf Spirit American IPA, which is an IPA... Uh, and it tastes like an IPA. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's good stuff. Uh, Stevens, what'd you get? I got the uh, Let's Celebrate Celebration Ale, and I'm maybe maybe a little late, but it's uh, it's supposed to be kind of like a oh I don't know like a holiday holiday thing inspired yeah. uh, brew, and uh, I, I like it actually. And it's really you taste the uh, cinnamon and nutmeg in there. You know, I, I taste the cinnamon, but what really sticks out, and I'm actually kind of happy that it does is the clove. Oh, clove, clove taste. Yeah, yeah. I actually I like really that that really jumps, and I'm really enjoying it. So yeah. Um. So. I'd like to say this about this podcast. I'm going to bring this up because we're at Blue Wolf. Almost a year ago, well, what, 10 months ago, Dave Sterling and I came out to our first podcast and wanted to do it here at Blue Wolf. And we were amateurs at podcasting at that point. We sat in this exact same booth. Uh, Sorry, amateurs? We were like... Beginners. Yeah, I Beginners. don't even know the amateurs. Beginners. Person. You could argue that argue that we're amateurs at the moment. Yeah. But. No, I think we're I, I think we're more than amateurs now. But we were beginners. We sat in this exact same booth for an hour. Me and Sterling sat here and talked about could we do it here? Was it too loud? Blah blah. How would it work? And after an hour drinking beers here, we decided no, nope, we're going back to Sterling's house and do it from there. And we did our first podcast at Sterling's house. Yep. Since then, we've done other breweries, and we've kind of gotten to the point where we don't care if it's loud. I mean, if it's too loud, it's too loud, but yeah. we don't care. Hopefully, they don't, the listeners don't care. No, I don't think they do. And uh, so, coming back here is actually a, a weird thing for us, because yeah. it started our whole, it started our podcast experience. Much we like to say Omni started us doing breweries. Really, yeah. here's what started us doing breweries. Yeah. And even though we didn't do it that day, I can honestly say I'm glad that we came back. Yeah. I'm because good. it's been great. Um, like I said, uh, Mike's wife, my, sorry, I forget her name. She has been, uh, she was great. She talked to us for about 15 minutes about the uh, about the history of this place and what they're doing here. And, uh, and it's, it's a great small brewery. Yeah. And it, when we were here, there were only three beers. Yeah, there were only three beers. And in fact, they were out of one. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. It's so, Jennifer, by the way. So. Jennifer, Jennifer, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, and it's fantastic that they have Well, they've they got eight beers. eight beers on tap now. Yeah. Um, so I want to say that um, it's, it's, again, it's interesting to be back where we kind of started the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, even though we didn't do it. 
And then we added a person named uh, Dave Stevens, staff yes. guy Dave. I mean, yeah. this, the podcast was just a twinkle in my eye when you guys sat here about <laughs> not almost well, a year it was ago. A, it was a twinkle in our eye, too. Well, yeah. But I have to admit, you know, yeah, you, you, got, you mentioned that you went over to Dave Sterling, David Sterling's house yeah. and, and recorded the first yeah. one. And I listened to that, and I remember thinking, well, that is so cool. I, I thought you yeah. guys did a great job for your first ever podcast. And uh, it was something that it put it on the radar for me at that point. Well, it's, sure. it's weird now that, that we're doing it here and we're on BGN. Yeah. And we're on, you know, Spreaker and iTunes and all the other stuff. And now we got this Minnesota podcast thing going on. And like uh, David talked about uh, last podcast, we're trying to get a European connection going on. Yeah. And it's just, it's interesting that we've gone that far in under a year uh, to have as many listeners as we do and have as many connections as we do. Yeah. And I'd like to say this. Um, I think in the next year, next year we're going to be all about doing some, of course, the Madison thing. We want to connect with other podcasts in this area. I think there's some podcasts we could have. I think so, too. Come be a guest on our podcast, talk about their podcasts, do cross-podcasts, cross-podcastination, maybe yeah. is what they call it. Um, so I, I think this is just... It's been a great almost a year for us. That said, um, let's get into There's one player we didn't talk about. And I suppose that, that might be fair that we didn't talk about him because it, it hasn't been officially announced yet. Yeah. But uh, sure. we're, one of the final pieces that we talked about for the last month that we needed was a right back. And yeah. uh, David right. Sterling, why don't you... Uh, introduce us to hopefully like i said it's not official but it sounds like it's right. just about there and as much as i took french romain metanier i think is how you pronounce it romain lettuce um he is well that would probably yeah uh he is from stad rennes they were uh promoted this year mm-hmm. to league one i mean they've been in league one before uh, so France, um, he he started regularly in their promotion season. So he essentially helped them get promoted. I think I said in a text message. That and that's the interesting thing about this guy is he helps them get promoted, and yeah. then they decide because they're getting they're getting extra money now, right? Because they decide that he's not part of their plan future wise, right? So. He's helped them get to a higher spot. Yep. They say, don't need you anymore. And, and United potentially are going to sue Yeah, and, and I don't think yeah. it's... It's not like he was riding the bench the whole this whole year. He's he, he's, he's, he's played, played in yeah. a number of games. Yeah. Um, not all of them. I think it was about a half and, of them that I saw. You know, he's, he's honestly... He got to play against PSG, mm-hmm. which... You know, if you if you look at his stat, or if you look at the team stats yeah. while he's been on the field... It's unfortunate because they played PSG, who, if people don't understand that, it's Paris Saint Germain. Yeah. One of the best teams. One of the best teams in France, yeah. In Europe. In Europe, in Europe. And and so it's like they see, oh, uh, Rems lost 4 1. Mm -hmm. They allowed four goals. Well, it's PSG. I mean, it's high up there. You know. Uh, and and so I actually sat down and watched the highlights of that game just to see you know what happened. He may have been at fault for one of those goals. Okay. But the other three, no, absolutely not. So that's a that's a positive. Um, the 
the other thing is, is he, there was another game that Rems lost four to two, I think it was. He actually got a red card it, uh, before the first goal, even. What? So none of those goals were against him. Wow. Uh, so I think overall, from what I've seen of him, uh, in the, the highlights that I went back on Google and watched on YouTube, uh, you know, I think he looks pretty good. He's, he's quick. He has decent marking. Uh, honestly, aside from those two games, yeah, they played very well with him in the lineup. So, so if we sign him, we have filled right back position. Yes, and two midfielders, defensive and attacking, and it really what we needed. Yeah. What we needed. Yep. So, like I said in our in our first half of this podcast, in two weeks we've gone from. What the fuck are you doing? Yes. To oh shit. Yeah. That's this is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I kind of I, I, and we we touched on it earlier, but I I had a feel you know I had a feeling they had to they had no choice to sign a few players to fill the holes that they had, but I I I honestly didn't think um, they were going to make as big of a splash as they did. I mean, I mean to the common fan maybe these names don't jump out at you as oh they signed so and so and so and so but really looking but, in looking in yeah looking into Roman Roman and and uh, Jan Gregus's career I mean it's 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 fair, they look like fairly substantial signings yeah, for this it, team they are they are substantial signings for this team yeah and it, yeah. It's, right now it gives are. me optimism it really yeah. does yeah you know I think they they went into the off season a little sketchy mm-hmm. they spent. 75% of the offseason kind of making us think what, mm-hmm. as Tony said. I, I, you know, they still need a lot of depth. But overall, yeah, I think they they started to address the issues. They did. I, I'm going to withhold being excited. Well, and let's go Let's go to the whole uh, Manny, Manny Lago yeah. set, okay? So if these things work out the way that we hope they work out, then Manny's a genius, okay? Manny knows what he's doing. Manny has been, like, hanging in the weeds for a while. Sure. I, I know. It's Sterling, David, I know you're getting a little choked up a little bit. But if these three guys work out, we have to say that Manny knew what he was doing. We have to. We do. We have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If two of these guys work out, one doesn't. We still have. Yeah. We still have. I mean, I, I think it, it just, it'll be interesting, and we, we'll talk about it, the, the outlook of the season and how has it changed in the last month. Now, we're, I don't think any of us are sitting here and saying MLS Cup champions 2019, <laughs> but are we now saying playoffs? I am. Are we saying playoffs now? Where even I, I know myself a month ago, I was certainly playoffs. Was, not, was not thinking playoffs, and that's why I was famously uh, on the seven-year plan is because I just didn't see it. But just in one month and four weeks – you know, I, I I've seen enough change to maybe I'm not going to guarantee anything right now. They made yeah. th- they made I mean if this move goes through they made is it three enough big moves? You know you know do three we big moves. do we have enough to earn you know another ten or fifteen more points than we had last year? That's the question. Well, you know I'll I'll say that in terms of our offense, yeah, I honestly think we're one of the top six best. Oh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I, would, I, I mean, totally agree with that. We've got Ethan Finley and Kevin Molino coming back. Mm-hmm. 
we've got Miguel Ibarra, who is, in my opinion, better than both of them, yeah. who will probably be on the bench. And uh, we have Romario Ibarra, who might be better than good guy, good our guy. forward. Yeah, good guy. And it, then we have Angelo Rodriguez, who is phenomenal at hold-up play. Keep going, keep going, forward. keep going. Keep and going. then we have... Who then is we it? have... Who is it? Who is it? Darwin Quintero. Yes! There he is. Who, quite honestly, <laughs> I think was the better... And, between him and Carlos Vela, yeah. who Carlos Vela ended up getting all the praise. Yeah, no. So I you, think he's better. Now, you, you, Tony, you mentioned uh, you know attacking midfielder, and like who who would you describe as an attacking midfielder on on the United? I mean, in in, in that traditional ten spot, you know, because let's wouldn't you put we don't Angel- have a ten spot? Okay, wouldn't you put Angelo Rodriguez Tony. in in the nine? Right? Isn't yeah. yeah. He, he'd be yeah. your your big forward in yeah. the nine spot. So ten couldn't could Darwin be your ten? He could be. I mean, or he's he just is basically played that for us. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. And then that's why I brought this up and we touched on it earlier. The because I wanted to ask you, David. So, um, Ozzy Alonso, who's going to be now, a, say, a defensive midfielder, yeah, the number yeah. six. What would you call a number eight? A name, not a number, but a name for that position. Is there a name? Um, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I mean, because you you wouldn't necessarily call him a attacking midfielder. I'd call him a. Uh, Guy, the Jan Gregis now. I I'd, guess if I were to call an like eight a, something, I would say it's box to box, box to box, kind of like a holding, or is it, no, the holding no, would be your six. Holding's usually a six. Okay, but yeah, so it's it, it's difficult because generally a box to box is, in my opinion, is more a four four two formation. Yeah. So when you get this four two three one formation. Yeah. Yeah. That box box kind of disappears, and, and that's a that's a good yeah. question. Do you do you? I mean, we know what Heath likes, but do you have an opinion, David, of what formation they're going to come out with in game number one? It'll be a four two three one. Four two, four well, two I, three one. I yeah. think I see Gregus as more of an attacking. Guy. It, it's gonna it's gonna be. I mean, if I were to pick it, sure, that's it what I'm be, asking. It would be yeah. Kelvo, Kelman, Boxel, and Metanier. Assuming yeah. Metanier, yeah. and then it would be. Alonzo, yep. and then Gregus just ahead of him. Yeah. Yep. And then it would be it would be Romario, Darwin, and, and, and I mean I would prefer Miguel. It'll yeah. probably be it'll probably be Molino or Finley. Yeah. And then and then Rodriguez. And that and that's I guess there's still like there's still time. It's interesting, you know, Corey mentioned on this podcast. You know, maybe it's possible Miguel Abara won't be on this team, which is hard to imagine uh, for most fans coming into I, this new I, year. But at this yeah, point, I don't think at this point they're going to do that. Maybe it could be a mid-season I mean, move if it if there is a move. Who knows? If it happens, it's going to happen with a signing uh, Rossi. It's going to yeah. be just a complete cluster. Yeah, it is. Where we're going to end up getting rid of Miguel. Yeah. And signing a woman. Yeah. I, I don't, otherwise, I don't. I, I think he'll stick around. And okay. you have to realize that Molino is coming back from injury. Yeah. So they're not going to. I don't think right now the fact they haven't traded Barra says to me they don't trust Molino's injury yet. Yeah, I, I think summer window will be more yeah. interesting because there's too much money sitting on the bench. Yeah. I mean, even if it's Miguel on the bench, there's yeah. too much money. So 
the summer window, I think all three of them are going to hang around until summer. And somebody's going to be home. But we have to see what Molina does past after his injury. Right. And the United are being smart right now. Not, I mean, not getting rid of Ibarra. Right. Keeping him around because they don't know what's going to happen with Molina. Exactly. Um, let's get into uh, the schedule, guys. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the schedule is very interesting. We do not open up here at Allianz Field until April 13th. Right. At 4 so p.m. Central Time, ESPN2. Exactly. So, thank you, Dave. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so, we, uh, we, have fi- we have five weeks. Five weeks we're on the road to start the season. Yeah, and I, w- I did want to bring this up, too. Sure. And, and I don't, let's, I'm not going to beat the weather in the ground because we mentioned that la- two weeks ago. Yeah. And, uh, but one, one other reason that we didn't bring up was the fact that the, the you know, college basketball's uh, Final Four tournament is going to be here in Minneapolis. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. Uh, between the, it's basically, well, uh, the, the, the semifinal games would be on the 6th of April and the final would be on the 8th of April. That's right. That's right. Um, but there's a whole, you know, it's kind of like it's not as big as the Super Bowl, but there's a whole week leading up to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so there, there's a lot of people that are going to be coming into town because of that. So that is one of the reasons why there's the five games that are on the road. Well, yeah, yeah I think that and the fact that it's going to be very cold. Yeah, that, that's, ob- that's most certainly yeah. a reason, yeah. especially early on yeah. in March, but. I just I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're going to get snow on the first day. Yeah. Like the home opener. Really? It's April 13th, though. Yeah, but it, it's in. We we're recording this podcast in it Minnesota. Is, it is possible. It is possible. Um, you know, and before we get it, yeah, and I guess the only bright side to that is so, yeah, you have to start with your first five games on yeah. the road, but after that, after the home opener, nine of the next 12 are at home. Yeah. Well, that's, it's a weird thing about MLS, and I've seen this now, and this is the second year I've seen it, is that they tend to get, like, Minnesota, Chicago, teams that are in northern states, all their home games are in the summertime. Yeah. And they play all their away games either spring or fall. Yeah, we always find a way to bring up baseball in this podcast, but I mean, you know, you got to admit they kind of do the same thing with the Twins. It's rare. Yeah, it's it, it's not it happens, but yeah. it's rare over you look over the last 9 years that the yeah. Twins have been playing outside. Yeah. And I would say what 7 of those years they've started on the road for a week or a week and a yep, half. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. That's right. It's it's so it's it just it's common sense, really. Well, it's it's common sense to do it, but uh, 5 games Away from Allianz Field before we even start, that's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough. So, when we were in the break, I asked all three of us to figure out how many points we're going to have when we come to Allianz Field for that sixth week. We have five games. Uh, we have yeah, just and I can I can run them off. So this the uh, the season opener for the Loons is uh, Saturday the second of March at Vancouver. Yep. That's followed the next week at San Jose. Yep. Next week at LA Galaxy. Um, there's there's I think a week off and then they're at the Revolution on the thirtieth and then they're at the New York Red Bulls on the sixth of April. So you know you know the nice thing about this is though so the first three games are on the West Coast. Yep. Right. And the next two games are on the East Coast. So they're not going back and forth here. That's true. 
they are going, they're going to come back home, but they're not yeah. like going back and forth. Yeah, but uh, which I, is nice. Yeah, unfortunately for the United, you know, living in Minnesota, yeah, it's it's easier to get to say the West Coast yeah. as compared to a New York team. But right. you know, there, there's still a lot of miles to be traveled, especially oh, yeah, if you're going back and forth every week, which I assume they'll do. There are. Yeah. Um, so five games all the way. Yep. I'll start first, guys. Okay. I think they come into the home opener at Allianz Field on April 13th with two points. Wow, that's low. That is low. Okay. And and I mean, I might have said that for a month ago, but I think my, my estimate has changed. Okay. So let me. So you said two points. How two are points. they going to get? How are they, where, where are those well, draws coming from? Well, there's no draws. There's. Well, there has to be two yeah, draws. No. Well, yes, there has to be. Sorry. <laughs> Vancouver is going to be a loss. San Jose is going to be a loss. Sterling and I have talked about this. They never win in San Jose. LA Galaxy is going to be a loss because they can't win in LA either. I think New England and New York, those both, those two are both draws. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, we're, I'm a little different now because I, 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 I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I mean, I can't believe this. <laughs> I, I'm honestly projecting seven points right now. What? Good God! Where two, I'm, I'm going. Seconds? I'm going two, two, and one. And here's how, here's how they're going to do it. I, I think they're going to draw at Vancouver. I think they're going to get this monkey off their back, and they're going to win. They're going to beat San Jose. I'll be right. And that's that's a little bit bold. I don't think it should be. Just given their their recent history has not been good, but I think they're going to get a win there. And then they're going to lose at the Galaxy. I think they're going to win against the Revolution and lose against the Red Bulls. So I've got two wins, San Jose and New England. And then I think they can draw against Vancouver. So I'm going to be the pain in the ass. And say it all hinges on San Jose. So I think we're going to have seven points. All right. Okay, at least we're on the same page there. All right. If if what? They win at San Jose. Oh, okay. okay. Well, that's easy. So if they don't if win, they don't, then it's four. It's two. It's Ooh, two. Interesting. Okay. So I think they'll draw at Vancouver. If they break the camel's back and if they get over that hump and beat San Jose, they'll get three there and they'll win. I'm going to agree entirely with you. They're going to win at Revolution and have seven mm. points. If they lose or draw at San Jose, they lose out. Okay. So they'll draw Vancouver and draw San Jose and end with two. Yeah. Or they'll draw at Vancouver and win at San Jose and end with seven. Well, I, you know, that being said then, David, I, I think they're going to end up with seven points coming into the opener against NYFC. And the reason being, we, we both hit that number seven. Um, I think I think we both said they could beat San Jose. And also, because I picked seven points, I also picked Atlanta United to win the uh, MLS Cup this year. <laughs> You know what? I, I think oh. I think my predictions are spot on. Oh. I don't want to toot my own horn. Wait, but so are you saying that your prediction of a oh. seven-year plan is spot on too? I'm not putting any money on that. Well, I, I, you heard me earlier. I had to back not, that up. I had to back it up. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. 
Um, I, I will. I, I agree with you. I, I in will. The sense s- that, but even with the Atlanta pick, hey, I agree hey, with you. Remember we talked about when the schedule first came out, though. Back in one of the tax messages. Yeah. There's a potential to come home with zero points. Oh, well, there's highly zero points. There certainly is, Tony. I'm glad you brought that up. So, uh, like, let's just extrapolate um, uh, based off the 2018 road record. Now, let's, I don't, I hate to remind everybody, but last year, the Minnesota United managed only one win on the road in yeah, 17 games. That's right. 14 losses. That's right. And two draws. That's now, right. Now, so if you extrapolate those numbers, that one, 14, and two, and let's assume yeah. they don't make any improvements. Now, we've been sitting yeah. here for the last hour saying they right. have improved, but yeah. if they don't, um, basically, that road record of last year, which over five games would translate into about four losses, um, a third of a win, and two-thirds of a draw. <laughs> so basically, you finish with a third of a, a win, third of a win. Four, just over four losses, <laughs> and two-thirds of a draw. Yeah, so. you're t- way too much of a mathematician now, right now, a scientist. I'm just saying. In 2017, we won in Vancouver. We did. did I, what did we do last yeah. year? I forget. I don't think we did won we, in Vancouver last year. Did we? I think Van- we won against Vancouver. Did we? I think we beat Vancouver. I don't, I don't think we Vancouver. did. Did we? Or did we beat them at home? We might have beat them at home, but I don't think we won in Vancouver. What was our win? One road win last oh, right. year. That's right, because it was Orlando. Yeah. So did we draw? I, we I might have. I don't okay. know. But I'm either sick. case, I think it hinges entirely on San Jose. But I'm. Okay, so so if we beat San Jose, you're thinking seven points. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. But, I think. I mean, for the record, I think that's a pretty weak prediction because yeah. you're. But anyways, if if you so Tony, maybe you're taking the pessimistic route because like if we, so. we we extrapolated the 2018, it's logical. <laughs> logical. The 2018 road record and basically over five games, that's exactly what they'd get. They'd get a third of a win, that's well, me, one point, and two-thirds of a draw, that's almost a point. So that's two let me, points. Let me go behind what I'm thinking here, okay? What I'm thinking here... It could have been spicy. You're going to wait. It could have been. You wanted it spicier than that? That's crazy. I could have more. Anna, Anna, talk into the microphone and say how much you put in there. Two full pumps. Two full pumps of what? Habanero. Whoa. Look at, it. it's Look at that. He's gone. Your face is red. No, I don't need it anymore. That's Your the problem. Yeah, see? That's what I'm saying. I'll try the uh, long wolf dark air. Everyone else is getting one. No, I'm good, actually. Whoa. I am kind of lame. Lame. <laughs> so, let me get back to what I was saying was the fact that the reason why I picked two points, okay? Because as great as all these signings are, yeah. They have to mesh together first. That's true. Yeah. Okay? So, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt and say those first five games are going to be kind of a learning experience for all of them. And we're going to have uh, a couple games where we're not going to score or we're going to score a goal. And then we're going to get two points because we're going we're gonna to tie, you know? Yeah, I just, I just want to go. I mean, you're talking about San Jose. They finished dead last in the Western Conference. I, I just think that... It's a team. It's a team that the Minnesota United are fully capable of beating, and they should beat them. So you got the, the a team that finished dead last, and you got the Vancouver Whitecaps, who who also yeah. missed out on the playoffs. Granted, they finished ahead of the United, yeah. but you know they were eighth last year. And I think out of those two games, you should at the very least get at the very least get two points. I, sure. I would certainly. 
I would hope four. Okay, I would hope so. But like I said, it's they have to mesh together first. Right. And we'll see what happens in the preseason. We'll see what happens. Right. And going you forward. know, honestly, it kind of depends on what these other teams do. Yeah. I mean, LA hasn't really done much of anything. No. But they have. But uh, they're already LA. Yeah, they have Bob. Like. Yeah. Exactly. He who shall not be named. Yeah. Exactly. If I want to go the. Yeah, Harry Potter. Exactly. So if yeah, if we want to finish up on the schedule discussion and just a, I got a couple highlights, um, and this is thanks to Jerry Zodka from the Star Trib that he put this out there. But uh, five games on ESPN two yeah. or ESPN this nice. year. Nice. ESPN's one, banking on Allian. Yeah, and mm, one, yeah. one game they on should. one game on Fox Sports one. Mm, and so nice. I guess for us, I mean, there's a couple other highlights, but um, especially since we only had one last year. Yeah, we did. We only had one. one yeah. Um, and then I guess a lot of people in this town are going to be looking forward to when they play LAFC. Yep, yeah. that's right. And we'll see Christian right Ramirez. Twitter. Unfortunately, we got to wait because that's not going to happen until September 1st well, and in L.A. And Christian Ramirez even tweeted out when the, the day the schedule was released. Okay. So he's already Thank looking you. forward to it. He tweeted out that date with just the eyes. And guess who tweeted him back? Miguel Ibarra. Yeah. yeah, so sub- said, see ya. Yeah. See you then. September is a good month because so they they play in LA on the first and then and then LAFC comes to Minnesota on the 29th yeah. to finish the year. And so, that's just generally speaking. That's just I've got I'm looking at the schedule right now for 2019. I think the thing that sticks out at me, um, well, the first one would be that the season is over on uh, October 6th. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a cool end of the season. Yep, yep. it's nice, nice that they restructured nice. and, and restructured. Yep. And they restructured it to um, you know basically um, so they could lengthen the playoffs, right? That's right. And they added what did they add? Was it um, two teams? They added two teams. Two teams, yep. Overall. But they shortened how they shortened do it. How they do it. Yes, and so I, everything gets done so no before more, the break. No There's no, no home and home. There's yeah, no legs, home and yeah. home yeah. matches, which I I personally like. I know traditionally that's you know European football. That's the way they do it. I get it. But I mean, from an American point of view, I like I like. I like the single game, and what it does... Americans like single games. Well, and there's a reason for why you'd like it, and what it does, it basically rewards the regular season performance. Because if you finish with a higher record, you're going to be hosting a game as opposed to going on the road. So, I mean, it it puts more importance on... You know, you sit there and you play, what, 35 games, 34 games... Um, those games need to mean something. Right. You don't need to do just enough to get into the playoffs and then have a home and home. Quick side note. Yeah. Having a one-off game is good. Media-wise, is good. The media, lo- I mean, ESPNs, yeah. they all love that. They don't like the seven games, the five games, even the two games. They hate that. Well, they want one game and done. And it, there, there's an argument with that uh, when it comes to the home and aways, too. It, it lessens the importance of the one game. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right, and also, I mean, I, I think who wouldn't be a fan of, of I mean, you're going to shorten the postseason significantly by doing that. It's just going to go straight through. I mean, because it draws out when you got to play a home-and-home uh, series, I mean that takes at least a week right there. I know they'll do it sometimes on a Wednesday, Thursday, or Wednesday, Saturday, or Sunday. That's right. But and still, it makes it possible for when Minnesota is in the 
MLS Cup Final. That That's won't right. be on that December. That we will not be freezing our asses On December eighth or ninth or whenever that game. Now that game will, could almost theoretically be a month earlier. It not theoretically. It will be. It will. Be. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll be there if they right. actually show up. Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't have the uh, 2019 MLS Cup Final in front of me, but it, yeah, it would have to be instead of early December, mid December, it would have to be early November. Yep. So that is so. In closing, guys, uh, schedule in the first month of the season, month and a half, is brutal. Yeah. Um, we have a long road to go before we get home. I yeah. Which now, with everything kind of set up, the three of us will be at the first game. Yes. Uh, Johnny will be there. He will be. Even Nels potentially be there. I may or may not be there, depending on my... Well, you're going to be there. Why wouldn't you be there? My day job. You never okay. know. If you cannot commit, I'm going to tell you that you have to buy your ticket. Oh, I'm committed. Oh. At market value. Oh! I'm committing to buying my ticket. Oh, I see what you're saying there. <laughs> you're throwing me under the bus right now, but I, I you get what you're saying. You have to be there. Okay. If you're not there, you're not part of the podcast anymore. You're done. And if you haven't looked at market value recently... That's very expensive. Yeah, I think that's a kind of a fool's errand to look at market value right now. Right. Yeah. We'll, pre- we'll replace you with John Andrewski. And speaking of John, I know he was he did it. He fiance's already yeah. taken care of. It. John right. did us the favor to show us what the secondary market value yeah. of those homeowner tickets are oh, right I now, know. And, and and they're in the two hundred dollar range. But quite frankly, where was it three hundred dollars? But quite frankly. Oh. I, I would make three hundred percent profit. I want to say yeah. we. I, I want to say we were sitting in Alloy or somebody like somewhere like that, and we we were just guessing on what those ticket prices but, were going to be, and we knew they were going to be a hundred dollars. Right now they right now they are. Yeah. The thing is, you have a lot of people right now putting stuff on the market. It'll drop weeks before the whole thing happens. I agree. People will be able to sell. Them, you know? I agree. That being said, I don't. It's not going to drop to uh, fifty bucks. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a hundred plus. Yeah, I know that. But here's the thing: we'll all be there. Yep. Yeah. We're all gonna be there. Thanks to David Sterling with his uh, season tickets, and thanks to Johnny with his preserve seats. Thank you, Jenny. Um, even though right. I didn't. Yeah. Thanks, even, Jenny. Even though I didn't think he'd actually get in. All because of Jenny. All because of Jenny. Jenny's the whole reason why Johnny can go to this game. Yep. Okay. So we'll all be there. Um, I want to say again. For all you Madison fans who listen, we're still kind of going back for yeah. what dates we're going to do. It's either going to be June or August. June or August, yep. Um, I'll say that Johnny going to Chicago, we potentially could be in Chicago. It's possible. It's a possibility that we go there. Depends um, on how long my leash is. Yep, and uh, if, if Sterling goes, we could do a podcast from Chicago. Potentially. Do one without. I could teach you guys how to do it. Yeah, we. Me, me, me and Stevens can do it. Right? Make that sound good. Feel like drinking. We do it at the rooftop uh, pool at the. What was that? What? what uh, it was the Crown Plaza. Crown Plaza. She got a rooftop Midway pool. Midway Mile. Yeah, we do it up there. It'd be great. That'd be an interesting place for a podcast. Miracle Mile, I should say. You can't drink. Yeah. Up, you can't drink up there though. We won't get into the stories about why we can't drink up there, but needless to say, we were shut down from drinking up there. Until we bought cups and then filled our cups with beer and then brought them up there. They just didn't want to see the uh, cans or the glasses up there. I know, because they had a bar on, you know, whatever. Oh. Gives, I mean, seriously. KC, we're totally fine, but Chicago, nothing. Um, but we might be, potentially might be there. Yeah. Um, 
I do want to thank uh, Blue Wolf once again for having us out here. It was a fantastic time. I guys, you guys enjoyed it. Definitely did. When we showed up, it was a little crazy, but now it's a little slowed down. Yeah. So, uh, you know. It's been nice. It's, it's a nice little place here. Um, I want to thank Anna again for being our uh, server, sure. beer tender, what do you call it? Uh, was it Jennifer? Was it Mike's wife, it Jennifer? Yeah. Yeah. For uh, coming out and talking to us. Uh, I want to thank, of course, Mike, the owner of this place, and Jennifer, for letting us come out here. Uh, I know Sterling has to go because his wife is getting uh, very... She's going to be pissed. Gonna be pissed if she about. listens to this episode yeah. and you just blamed her for ending this... Well, you got to go. you got kids. We will never be conversing together again. No, she's not going to be pissed. She likes me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's, you have kids. I understand that you got to go. Yeah. I have kids. Sometimes I got to go. And you have a new baby, by the way. Yeah. How is that kid doing, by the way? Uh, better than the first. Really? Yeah. Like no crying or anything? No, he's uh, he's pretty good. No crying. Sleeps well-ish. Does he sleep with a soccer ball yet? Not yet. When is that going to happen? Within the next month. You got a little soccer ball? He's going to blow a loon soccer ball? Yes. No, like you said, Sarah, it's not, if you listen to Sarah, it's not a problem. I go through the same things, too. I understand it. I really doubt she does. Well, she does. It's fine. Don't hate. Don't hate. You're still welcome to my house this summer to hang out and go in the pool. As if Kelly would say no. Kelly loves your wife. Yeah. My, my wife came to your house after your baby was born. Yeah. Just hang out with the baby. Which, you know, I should have brought up on the podcast because that was pretty cool. Yeah, and it's because she likes babies. Yeah. And Sarah's okay. cool. I was going to say, you just ruined it for Sarah. Okay. No, she likes Sarah. She likes Sarah a lot. She was thinking Sarah more. But I don't let her. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, it will be some parties when. Yeah. So, anywho, guys, I think... It's been you got a, anything else, Dave? No, I don't. I was, it's, it's been, been a fun. crazy podcast. Fun, we have yeah. a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, the break most, is going to be a little odd, but... Yeah, we had, I mean, think about it, we had a lot of things going on in the last two weeks. Yeah. Which is exciting for us, yeah. you know. And when we come back next time, we're, we're going to have a, a, what, a full week of training up at Blaine. That's right. They're yep. starting yep. Monday. I wanted to bring that up if we hadn't. This coming Monday, the 21st. Yep. Training, and I might, training is training open, you know? Uh, I, I might try to go up there. I don't think all, certainly I, I would know. assume certain parts of it would be. I might yeah. try to go up there and kind of hang out. I mean... We, we should maybe try to it, just it would get a be nice. credential. Yeah. Even if it was uh, yeah, a random weekday, mm-hmm. it would be nice to represent. Yeah, it would be nice to go up there and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. And How then, then because, the, yeah, the first preseason game is, I think, is very... The 29th? The 29th, yeah. Yeah, I want to say. Oh, so January? It's, Tucson. it's coming up very yeah, soon. Yeah, it's that uh, the, uh, tournament we're talking about. And then we're going to be in Orlando, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Because apparently he passed them. <laughs> he loves Florida. So we have, you know, it's funny. We went into the offseason going, it's going to be terrible going into the offseason. But now we're two weeks away. We're going to have training camp opening up. We got tournaments. And we're, we're, going, in the, we're going into the season now. Yep. We're good to go. Um, so for myself, Tony Pervenanzi, Dave Stevens, David Sterling, I want to say uh, thanks to Blue Wolf once again, and we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. All right, see you next time.
Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.